This week's episode of Here's Ron Get is brought to you in part by NinjaAndy.com, one of the OG bullshit trolling sites of the internet. Since 1999, NinjaAndy.com has been bringing you, calling you a retard for not having an air compressor. And welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only formerly intercontinental ballistic missile or something else wiener-shaped to tackle all of life's toughest issues. And the longest consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network. I'm your host from St. Louis, Missouri, your gateway to entertainment, the Arch Deluxe himself, Prime Minister Ninja Andrew Nathaniel Panda Jr. And joining me today. My obnoxious new neighbor that keeps coming over to borrow the air compressor because he doesn't have his own, Tabbert. Welcome back, everybody. And sitting on his lap, my super secret <laughs> alter ego. So don't judge me for being out of breath later from running back and forth between the mics. <laughs> Tim, the handle breaker. Hey, Andy. How's it going? Oh, amazing, Tim. Hi. You're not hiding from me, are you? <laughs> right there. I heard you don't like me, buddy. What's going on? I love you, man. You're, you're, like, oh, you're one of my good, favorite good. voicemailers. Out of yeah. out of how many voicemailers, though? One. <laughs> I am the voicemailer. I am oh, the man, one of I really, voicemails. I'm really happy to be here on one of your final episodes of Here's What I Get. You know, it's been a good run, but we knew this day would come when Jay Leno started showing interest in taking over. <laughs> <laughs> Him and his damn... Denim suits. Yeah, I'm going to be the announcer on the Tomorrow Night Show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> jokes from the future. Oh man, this is really going to be a bad show when Stuttering John's doing the open for us. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome back to here. <laughs> of course, uh, Pamela Anderson. Pamela, uh, baloney energy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, welcome back, everybody. Big week. Probably one of my last weeks here in Tulsa. I think so, yeah. Right. Yeah, in, unless, you know, well, we'll get into some of that in, uh, <laughs> coming up. But um, yeah, so uh, Tim, what have you been doing this week? Uh, not much. We hung out this weekend. We played a bunch of pool. That was fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, then we played uh, pinball. Yeah. And that was that the was, opposite of fun. That was the opposite of fun. Yeah. Uh, pinball is a, used to be, like as a kid was fun. Yeah. Because also as a kid, pinball was 25 cents. Um, it was 25 cents and it had lots of like loud sounds and flashing lights and you could play it for 30 seconds before, you know, the ball went straight down the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and now as an adult, it's like a $2 machine with, uh, that's, that's, it's not loud enough to, to drown out the other pinball machines beside it. So like when you're playing like a music related one, you can kind of only barely hear the band. Yeah, and the lights are bright, and you're you're kind of you're you've been drinking a lot of beer, and so it hurts your eyes. And uh, it's got a video screen for some reason. Yeah, there's too many things to pay attention to now. Yeah, um, and it costs way too much money, and the ball still goes straight down the middle. Yeah, there was there was a Jurassic Park one. I, I played it, and you played it. Yeah, and. You get to the end of a round and it would like tell you all these things you were supposed to have somehow completed in Mm -hmm. playing pinball. Uh, And it was like, it was a good 30 seconds of just being like dinosaurs captured zero times a million 
things done zero times five million and you're just like i i know that i didn't get any of these so why do you show them to me <laughs> and each you time? can't fast forward you through can't fast forward. you're just fuck stuck there looking looking at that and then the scores are all in the, the billions yes. so it's just it's like it's meaningless yeah. as to the way i measured fun with playing pinball was how much fun i had playing pinball and playing these pinball machines now I, the, the answer is zero yeah yeah they have like uh they had a weird thing that would mechanically generate rocking in the pinball machine mm-hmm. that was odd. It was, it was, but you not, can't tilt it anymore because they have tilt sensors. Yeah. 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 Of course. Um, yeah, it was, it was not a, I, I would much rather have just left rather yes. than staying around <laughs> playing pinball for 20 minutes. But we, we were invested in this dumb karaoke machine. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, uh, jukebox. Jukebox. That's Please, what it was. not a karaoke machine. Um, is this dumb music choice? No, that's not. It's not music choice. Touch it's tunes. Touch tunes. Yeah. Jukebox, where you download the app and you um, queue up songs. You queue up songs. They have literally everything possible. Um, but when you're in a like crowded pool hall, you only get to hear your song two your first song two hours later because people are like paying more to butt in their shitty songs. Yeah. Um, it it sucks. Yeah. I, I've I've done it at other bars, not that pool hall we were at, and you get your shit like yeah, it takes a little bit for your shit to play, mm-hmm. but nobody's bumping your yeah. stuff from the I'd so. rather I'd rather a place just have a a just, coin op. A coin op or just play music. Yeah, just put your own mix track yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. Uh what about you, Andy? How have you been? Anything you want to tell the people? Oh, Christ. I think I've been melted the last few days. I can't breathe in this freaking shit. You know, this ain't like China, you know. Uh, this is St. Louis. You're going you're gonna to love St. Louis. It's like a tropical fucking rainforest in the summer. So, <laughs> if, if you like, like, 90% humidity and 110 degrees, you are just going to come when you enter St. Louis in the middle of freaking June. Oh, Jesus Christ. But, yeah. yeah. I haven't really been doing much. I've been on the road, so I haven't actually been in St. Louis. So, None of us are in St. Louis right now in case you have your sniper rifles set up so you cannot <laughs> hit us. I'm actually over uh, damn near Indiana right now in Illinois. You know, I don't want to cross don't want to cross the Wabash River because you get into Hoosier land and you know what those guys are going to do whenever you're not looking. They may be make a bad movie with Gene Hack. <laughs> or or they're they're recording 600 million podcasts from the trailer park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we have Andy on the show this week. He's been a prolific caller to not just this show, but pretty much every show related with the See You Next Tuesday podcast network. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Dick doesn't play my stuff, so <laughs> he kind of avoids my uh, my voicemails. I kind of gave up on that one, but uh, yeah. Uh, over on Carl's show, yeah, Carl, uh, he thinks I'm a trucker for some reason. Uh, uh, I've, I've driven a truck. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've driven a truck in my life, but uh, I've never actually been a trucker. So, uh, as you heard in the open, I, I'm a ninja. So, uh, straighten this out. Ninja, Andy. Well, yeah. Carl, if you're listening to the show, he's not. He's he, Carl's an embarrassment. I was, uh, yeah, he was on, he was on um, uh, uh, Radio Gunk. The other day, yeah. so I was packing. So it popped up on the Discord. Hey, Carl's on Radio Gunk right now. Watch live. And so I clicked the little YouTube link, and I was I was just listening while I was putting packing stuff up. And he gets like halfway through their talking, and 
the lady's like, what's a, you know, what do you have coming up? And he's like, oh, we got this roast and this and that. And she's like, well, what's the URL for that? And he goes, I, I don't know. I can't. I don't know what it is. Uh, Vinny, can you text me the URL? Uh, and I'm I, I'm kind of looking and waiting. And I tried to post it in the YouTube chat, but uh, YouTube won't let post URLs in the chats. So then I texted him his 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 own url yeah and i just said you're fucking embarrassing <laughs> yeah that's what happens when you have a like a, a podcast with a producer and or multiple producers as they give you that shit yeah like like as far as i know like i, I i've heard like tales of people that have podcasts i am put this in air quotes mm-hmm. they have podcasts but you know they have five producers and so literally you know they get prompted five minutes before they sit down they sit down record the thing and leave yeah it's like being an actor on a film set yeah you you know all right your next three lines are this okay say line one and line two and line three all right head back to your trailer and hang out for fucking four hours yeah yeah uh that's good stuff Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah, so I'm still just packing, getting uh, fucked in the ass with stupid shit that's going on, which I'll get into with my issue. But, um, yeah, looking forward to getting the fuck out of this town. uh, Speaking of uh, 100% humidity while it's 110 degrees, that sounds just (laughs) like North Carolina. North Carolina in the summer, it rained every single day. And it, it it would be nice, like, first thing in the morning, like six, seven, eight a.m. It'd be nice and kind of cool, and it'd be nice right before the sunset. And then the sun would set, and for whatever reason, the breeze would just turn off. <laughs> and I guess at some point overnight, the temperature would drop, which would make the morning nice. But yeah, f- for the most part, middle of the day and in after dark were just fucking miserable. Not fun time. So uh, it sound, St. Louis sounds like it's going to be about the same thing. Fortunately, I have an air yeah. conditioner in my car. and in Now my, you just need an air compressor to go with it. I don't need an air compressor. I, <laughs> I've been getting hazed about for the air compressor thing for some somewhere in the range of like 260 episodes. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, uh, <laughs> Mr. Kill Everything messaged me this week. He figured out, so the first episode where Sage called in about coming in late was episode 60. And Mr. Wow. Kill Everything called in to tell him to fuck himself on episode 61. Uh-huh. So it's been 205 damn near five years of yeah. being made fun of for one voicemail. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. I saw the last time I was driving to St. Louis uh to look at houses, my I was like, I had just gotten on the turnpike and my low air pressure sensor went mm-hmm. off. And so I was like, well, shit. So I waited until Vanita and got off and checked all my tires. They were all exactly where they're supposed to be. So I don't know why that fucking sensor was going off. Probably because it's bad. Um, but even on the turnpikes, which here in Oklahoma will rape you for every cent they can possibly get out of you. Even on the turnpikes, air compressors free. So, you know. I think unless you go like into like turning your garage into a woodworking studio, mm-hmm. you don't really need one. Not the average man does not need no, one. No, no. Uh, I guess I'm above average. <laughs> in, in, in at least one respect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, many respects, many respects. Um, and my old uh, my old tagline uh, back on Facebook, you know, you're your height and then your uh, uh, body type. And I always put my height as eight inches. And I put my body type is more to love. So, I, 
So my profile, eight inches, more love. And I, man, I, I milked that shit like dick milked Maddox, man. It fucking, I rode that one into the ground forever. I, I made shirts with that shit. It was crazy. It's good stuff. Uh, speaking of uh, Facebook, I discovered a new feature on Instagram. There's a, if you click the Instagram logo up in the top left corner, there's an option to just, just see the post from the people you're following in the chronological order in which they were posted. You know, like how everyone wants, <laughs> wants it to act. It's fucking yeah. great. I, I uninstalled Instagram because I found myself just mindlessly scrolling, trying to see anything that, but it was all just like sponsored posts and suggested posts. And I was not seeing posts from people that I want to see posts from like my sister, because it was just like, oh, well, you want to see this? We're not going to show it to you. Because that's how Facebook's algorithm works for some reason. So I uninstalled it for a couple months, you know. And then and then she was asking me about something. And I was like, oh, no, I didn't see it. I uninstalled Instagram. And so I reinstalled it. And when I reinstalled it, it popped up. I'm like, oh, you can do this. And so I've been, I check it like once every two or three days now. Scroll down to the last image that I recognize. All right, cool. I'm all caught up. Boom. Turn it off, throw yep. it away. It's like this. This is just should just be the feet. Just get rid of everything else. That's how all places start. Like that's how it started. Yeah. As that's how Facebook Facebook started as like the posts from the people you follow, or, or the posts from people you are friends with in chronological order by most recent. Twitter started out that way. Yeah. And along the way, they you know played with ads and they played with you know. Um, promoted posts and all that shit and eventually they they all just wound up going to the like we're gonna show you what we want to show you i i've blocked so many advertisers on instagram that now the advertisements that i get are all in hebrew <laughs> are you sure that's the reason why <laughs> that i think i'm an anti-semite yeah <laughs> anyway well you guys ready to get us some issues this week yeah well, Tim, what is your first issue? Uh, here's what I don't get. Poster sizes. Uh, so here in uh, America, we have um, a bunch of different general, like there's there's a whole paper sizing system. Mm -hmm. Like uh, the paper you put in your printer is A4, right? Eight and a half by 11. And, well, uh, eight, it's A4 paper. No, it's eight and a half by eleven. Okay, sure. Okay, letter size paper. Letter size paper. But there's there's a whole there's a one through a five. That's um, the metric system. No, no, no. We we literally no. There's an American. Here's here's why I'm bringing this up. Uh, other countries have the other countries use the metric system, mm -hmm. right? Um, and the metric system you can you can use the metric system. You can have like 52 by 75. You can use the metric system yeah, yeah. or you can have sex with women. <laughs> yeah. But the metric system has measurements that equal the measurements other other good countries use. Mm -hmm. um, yet somehow they refuse to do this. Um, so there's the European... I guess you are right. There's the European A A A one through A five. I think it is, mm -hmm. um, because no one can remember it's twelve by thirteen, and then the next one up is fifty two by nineteen. Um, but other countries also have their own number letter paper system. Yeah, 
that is that is that is the same like other countries also have A1 through A5 or B1 through B5, but they're different measurements. Of course. Because because why would you want a standard anything? Uh and here even here in the States, uh, because Tab got me a really nice poster. Uh unfortunately, it's a Japanese sized poster. Uh-huh. Which uh in the specific poster size is B2. It's a Japanese B2 sized poster, which well, is 700. Do you know why they chose B2? Why? Because <laughs> the B2 made the greatest change that Japan has ever seen. <laughs> uh, so the B2 is 515 uh, by 720. What is this, a fucking math project? Yes. Jesus Christ. This, this is why it's so infuriating, right? Tim, Tim, this is what you do. This is what I did. Yeah. Right? I took the poster. Yeah. I went to Walmart. I rolled the poster out until I found one that it fit inside of. I bought that frame. Yeah. yeah. Here's the problem. So I had three posters that I was going to get frames for. Uh huh. One of them was 18 by 24. Okay. The other one was 24 by 36. Uh-huh. The other one is this weird Japanese poster you got me. Yeah. <laughs> what size is it? It, It's 20 and a quarter inches by 28 and three quarter inches. So you get one that's 24 by 30. Done. And then mat it. No, just fucking let it float there in the poster. Look, look at this. You're acting like a child. Jesus. <laughs> Tab has left the room. He's going to grab what I assume is a framed poster. Yeah. Wait, is this is fun. This is great for an audio show. Oh, yeah. Super great. He does this all the time. <laughs> hmm. So, hey, look. It, he brought a frame poster. This is the rhinestone poster that you bought me yeah. last year for Christmas or the year yeah. before. Yeah. Right? I just took it to Walmart and I is just- Is it not 24 by 36? No, it's a different size. So it it is inside That's the That's fucking frame. dumb. Why? Why? <laughs> Why does the fucking frame need to be right against the thing? Because it looks better that way? No, it doesn't matter. It literally does not matter, Tim. It matters to me. It's evenly spaced. It's it's done. It's uh-huh. fine. Nobody's it, it, nobody else is gonna care. Only I you're the only person yeah. <laughs> going like, I need to f- go no, fucking no, order no, your no. frames from Japan. Then <laughs> you fucking. Do weird you know how weed? much that is? I, I haven't Jesus even gotten Christ. to that part yet. If I had known that this was gonna cause <laughs> you such an autistic meltdown, I wouldn't have given you the fucking poster. <laughs> Do you know how much that is? hundred dollars. It was thirty dollars yeah. to ship the fu- that fucking poster. Seven dollar poster. Thirty dollars shipping. Yeah. Um. So I don't care if you don't care, but uh, and it's it's not just uh, it's not just other countries. I'm looking up uh, like poster framing subreddits, and there's all these people that are like, "Hey, I got this uh, poster from a band I saw on tour." And uh, you know how everything is 18 by 24? Theirs is 19 by 25. <laughs> Just a fuck. I don't know. So you get a 20 by 26 frame. Just go to Ziggler's and have them custom make <laughs> yeah. you a frame. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that, but yeah. it was like, that's going to be $300. Not necessarily. <laughs> Depends on what the materials are. It's going to be a lot of money. Well, apparently it'd be worth it so that you can have it perfectly shaped inside your fucking weird I found I found a solution someone someone else found a solution put it in a in a bigger frame and leave the sides open well yeah, no not not leaving sides open um IKEA sells a 24 by 36 with a mat that pretty much matches the B2 size so I'm just going to get that yeah, it's it, 20 bucks <laughs> I don't even remember what you this guys put you. 
posters in frames. Wow. <laughs> well, you put the you put the, the good, good ones. ones. In frames. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The good ones. Yeah, yeah. The poster uh, I'm trying was... to frame is the Japanese rhinestone poster. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's a cool poster. It is. Yeah. The one that I have framed is the American the rhinestone American, poster. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, and I like I like putting them in frames too because just like tacking them to the wall, they're going to dissolve over time. And if oh, it's a course. poster you really like, and you want to keep for some reason. Like I yeah. have, I have uh, or paid money, paid a lot of money for. I have a poster from one of the shows I did in college that I have framed yeah. because I had a frame that it would fit inside of. It's not the perfect size to it. It it floats in the middle of there. There's no mat. I think it's just against cardboard. It looks great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So for those kind of things, I prefer I prefer framing to a poster. But this is again why when we left Weird Al, I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this fucking poster. Yeah. Just fucking throw it right in the trash. Three hundred dollar poster, garbage. Jesus Christ, three hundred dollars. I bought cars that cost less than that. <laughs> well, that's not what the poster cost, but that was what the whole VIP <laughs> bullshit cost. I, I, I knew, I knew. Apparently, it came with mugs, yeah, and a coffee, and. I had a, photo, a Photoshop job. A photo. It, it did come with a Photoshop job. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, what a miserable, miserable waste of our money. Yep. I wish we hadn't done. Could have just, could have just all gone and got Wagyu steaks. Probably <laughs> would have been more enjoyable. We we all could have gone and bought Wagyu steaks and have money had money left over. Yeah. 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 Um. Anyway, I'm surprised you don't care about this. About what? The whole poster thing. Why would I care about it? I just put it in the frame that's bigger than the poster. I understand that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm surprised. I'm just surprised that you don't care about it looking nice. Does if, you're, that, if, you're going, if you're going through the whole poster rigmarole. Why does that not look nice? Because uh, if one of all, first of all, it's uneven. You didn't even put it in the center. Nah, I don't care. <laughs> See, that's, then why bother putting it in the frame in the first place? You're never going to get it in the center. Uh, if you buy the right size frame, you are. Yeah, but you have to go look online for some, go to some autistic subreddit to find a frame <laughs> that's exactly the size of your poster. Just, it's in a, it's in a I'm frame. I'm surprised now. that's not like the regular movie uh, poster of course size. not. They're always some dipshit size. Yeah. That's why there are well, six million sizes of frames because everybody because there's no standard. You're talking about A4, like anybody no. knows who that fucking is. But then we have legal. Was that's not an A5? That's <laughs> what is that? A4 plus three inches? Yeah. Like which, by the way, apparently I found out that uh, not even like B2 posters, Japanese B2 posters aren't even all the same size. They can vary between a quarter of an inch and an inch on each side. See, this is again why it's stupid. It's it's the same thing with when you get printing done and you want to go like all the way to the edge of the page. The thing you have to do is you have to print it on a larger size piece of paper and cut it down to the yeah. size you actually want. So just fucking put it there in the frame. Yeah, it's uneven. I don't really give a shit. It's just a poster that goes in a wall. It's not like a fucking shrine to our, I mean, it kind of is our daughter who from heaven, <laughs> you know, it's just a poster. It's in a frame. It's protected from the elements. It can be easily hung on the wall. It can be transported safely. I'm done. I don't have time to worry about little <laughs> things like that. Apparently not. Honestly, I got your solution. You guys uh, 
Tim, you don't want it to have like that border around it inside the frame because it looks stupid. Well, here's your solution. It's right in front of your face the whole time. You get like a 10 foot by 10 foot frame and then you put the poster out in the center at like 45 degrees so it looks like it's supposed to look like that. It just has the thing all fucked <laughs> art, up. Call it out art. Call nothing. it art. Yeah. <laughs> That's art. And you can smear cake on it like they did to the Mona Lisa glass. It is perfect. It's absolutely perfect. I, I think it is perfect. I have, does not bother me in the slightest. Apparently not. Yeah. My autism does not activate on things like that. Because, <laughs> because here's the thing. I, I don't like art. Like I what I have I have a few pieces of art that are hanging on my mm -hmm. walls. They're all done by my sister. They're all on my walls because my sister did them. Yeah. Like the affinity I have for them is that they're my sisters. I guess I do have a, a print of um, some, some architecture buildings in Tulsa, but at the end of the day, those it's, it's just like a picture when I look, uh, when I go look at art in a museum, that's why I don't go to museums. When I go look at art in a museum, just like, yeah, that looks yep, like a landscape art. of the of yep. the old west. Neat. And then you have people just sitting there staring at shit, just like that's why like architectural museums are much cooler. Yeah, or science museums where you can like, do stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start yeah, fucking ch charging these people for asking me about invoices that I sent to them months ago. On a job you no longer on a have. job that I no longer have. Like, it's fucking once a day. Do you have this invoice? 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 It's in the fucking Dropbox! Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, just fucking... I, there's a reason why I quit. This is it. And then I get emails where it's like, oh, hey, I did some a minor amount of research and discovered that uh, everything that you've ever said is correct. We should start <laughs> doing those things you said. Yeah. Like, yeah, welcome to the fucking party, pal. <laughs> Got this email this week uh, from my old company that was like, hey, I, I talked to this company that does payroll that's not the payroll company that has their fucking evil claws in our system. And... Uh, they offer all of these things for less and they do all this stuff and they would save us a bunch of time and they'd save us a bunch of hassle and they'd get rid of all of these problems that we have. Uh, what do you guys think? And I, I emailed and I was like, I've been saying this for fucking two years. Yeah. And I just sent an email back that was like, that said, uh, I don't have to, Oh, do you want to talk to this, the people from this company to, you know, see if maybe that's the way we want to go. And I emailed back and I said to everyone, I don't need to talk to anyone. We should dump our current payroll company. Yeah. Fuck all of them. Sight unseen. Sight unseen. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the email. Two sentences send. And then I got an email back the next day that said, I was well said. Like, <laughs> yeah, my professionalism is at an all time low with you people. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not responsible for any of this shit anymore. Uh, anyway, well, uh, that's a great. That, and it's not really a great issue, Tim. <laughs> it's just like I, I need people to weigh in on this one. Do yeah. you give a shit about about posters in frames? Do you give a shit if the poster is slightly in a frame that's slightly larger than the poster is? There you go. I actually, I think part of this is that it's settled because it's also way close to the bottom than it is the top, mm -hmm. and I made sure to space it when I hung it. So I think over time it's it like it drifted. Down. And yeah. yeah. That's fine. Didn't really matter. It's a poster of a of a dumb movie. It's not like 
a picture of a, of your kids or something, something that has meaning. You gotta you gotta chill out, man. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, uh, Andy, what is your first issue this week? All right, fellas, here's what I don't get. Uppity contractors. Oh, Christ. It seems like every time I have a contractor in my house, whether it be for official business or they're just visiting, like I have a few friends that are contractors, they can't help but look at every little thing and scoff at me. That's not done right. What idiot did you have to do that? Or uh, this the way they should have put that together every time. And, I mean, that'd be frustrating enough. If it weren't for the fact that it's so hard to contractors to do any fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> a short a short while back, I had a few uh, different contractors uh, out to quote for fixing my chimney. It just needs some flashing repair, nothing big, but I didn't want to go climbing around on that steep, slippery metal roof myself. And they have the proper gear to do it safely. I do not. So, What are you, not a man? Well, <laughs> most people don't have scaffolding and a, a double lanyard just hanging around in the garage. He's got an air compressor, but not a chimney climbing suit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. My bucket truck's broken down five blocks away, so I can't bring it over. Yeah, kind of a, kind of a mess. But they sit there and they look up from the ground, and every last one of these sons of bitches have to endlessly criticize my metal roof. And they're like, oh, that's so badly installed. Why, why is it all screwed up like that? You know, when I had it put on five years ago, I went through 12 fucking contractors before I finally found one guy that would actually do it. And one of the guys that refused to do the roof actually chuckled and said, oh, oh, good luck getting anybody to go up on that roof. Well, you know, in five years, this poorly installed roof hasn't leaked a fucking drop, but these chimney dipshits can't shut up about it. So, so these guys... Out of five contractors come out to quote the chimney, two of them actually gave me quotes. The one I initially chose bought materials, which I paid for and stored in my garage, but then ghosted me when I tried to schedule him to do the job. Oh. So I got these materials just sitting in my fucking garage now. I got the other guy, scheduled him, and then they no-showed on the day they were supposed to do the fucking job, and I've been unable to contact him since. They're just gone. So I, I just don't care how any of these motherfuckers make any money. How they make any money, how they stay in business. What the fuck is the racket here? You just don't do any work, but you're going to say, oh, look at your roof, it's stupid. They did that wrong. One guy did that. No one else would touch my fucking roof. Fuck off, man. And, uh, like, another type of these uppity contractors was some of my kinfolk I've mentioned before. They live out in the sticks. Uh... Yeah, you know, they had a cracked poo pipe under their house, and they also had a small water leak from a pipe under the house, you know, because they live in their own filth. Uh, now, they aren't the richest or the swiftest people around, so they just let it go for a while, you know, a month, two months, and kind of, it's the old Southern Illinois, meh, fuck it, it's still better than living in Chicago attitude. So they shut off the power to the well at the breaker box to stop the water leak and then turn it back on whenever they wanted to use the water. And then, of course, the poo pipe, it just kind of seeped, kind of nasty. But mm -hmm. So finally, somebody convinced them, hey, you guys should actually get this fixed. You know, just do something about it. They call a plumber. Plumber comes out, looks under the house, and then says he's not going to send any of his guys under the house to fix it because... It's like a sewer under there. 
dude, you're a fucking plumber. <laughs> Who else do you call for this? Do I troll for e-thoughts on OnlyFans? Do I find one with the shiza fetish? Do, do I bum rush the FedEx guy and just stuff him under there and don't let him out until he fixes it? Do I ring up a local stage crew guy and say, do I have a loadout for you? <laughs> yeah, Seriously. Probably would happen. Yeah, yeah. For for a Benjamin an hour, I think Super Mario here can touch a few dookies. <laughs> Fucking hate contractors. Fucking shit. I don't know that I've ever heard a good contractor story. No, there isn't one. Because because the best outcome is he does his job in a timely manner. And correctly. And correctly yeah. without having to like come back and fix something, which is which should be the status quo. Yeah. <laughs> All contractor stories are just horror stories about um like how they came in, did a third of the work and left it there for months. Yeah. Or, you know, you bought like like Andy said, you bought you buy materials and then he didn't show up. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we'll I, have this done by Friday. Friday rolls around, they've they're you know, only halfway through demo. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, oh yeah, well, you know, we have all these other projects. Like, then don't don't take mine on. Yeah. Um, but I when the one I want to touch on is the friends that are contractors coming mm-hmm. to your house and criticizing all your shit. Mm-hmm. Oh God. That is uh that is beyond annoying. It's like they walk in your house, just bought the place, like, whoa, this, this is all fucked up. That's all fucked up. Like, can we not shit on the house that I just uh-huh. bought for 10 minutes yeah. before like uh, maybe like you're moving in and the guy uh, I don't know, has like fix your AC system or something. Take apart the AC <laughs> system for no reason. Steal, no reason. Steal two people for the task for some reason. Uh, yeah. It was something we have dealt with in the past. People who may or may not have been part of the show. <laughs> it's, it's just like what are you going to fix it? Are you going to you know, around to the truck, grab your tool bag, fix everything in the house so that it's the way it quote should be. Yeah. Like this is why there's two there's two sets of drafting on any on every project. There is the design, and then there's as built. Mm-hmm. And as builts are always because you like, oh yeah, we're supposed to have this outlet right here. Then you go to install the outlet, you find out ah oh, the stud is six inches to the left. Then we got to move the stud, like um. With the company I used to work for, they renovated the break room. Mm-hmm. And they renovated the break room. They had this new like kitchen ca- uh, countertop put in, and they had electrical put in on that. And the electrical was designed to be a certain distance from the floor, not a certain distance from the countertops, which was not in code. Okay. Because they have to be a certain distance from the countertops. Yeah. Which not from the floor. And uh, so they ended up having to come back in they, I think they uninstalled the cabinets, tear out the sheetrock, move all the junction boxes up like four inches, put in conduit, put the drywall back. Up. So it was like this whole project. It sounds like so much more work to just to do it right the second time. Exactly. I mean, we did, the whole project was done twice. Yeah. And then you go, why did this cost so much? Or, or you say, if you're a homeowner, right, and that happens, they're like, well, this isn't going to be in code. Like, well, what can we do? Like, oh, we can twist the outlets sideways in the box, and that'll buy you the space you need. Like, okay, let's do it. And then you have your fucking dipshit contractor friend comes over, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's uh, there's no way that's right. Are you going to pull out all the cabinets, fucking move all the shit up, replace the drywall for free? 
Shut the fuck up. You just got to not be friends with contractors. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they think it's okay to do that. Like go into your house and criticize the way it looks just because they're also a contractor. Mm-hmm. Like no one else does that. I mean, well, not, not a, not a like sane person with morals at least. Yeah. You know what I think? I think that uh, the people that Andy was bringing out to quote the flashing on his chimney, I don't think they were contractors. You know what I think they were? What? Nosy neighbors type people who like, I think everyone hits this phase when they hit their 40s where they just start looking at houses and they start watching HGTV and yeah, shit. Yeah. And so then they're like, they go, they're all, they go on Craigslist or whatever and they're like, hey, honey, I got this great idea. I'm going to sign up to be a contractor. I'm going to go spec people's houses for them and then just never show up and do the job. But when I get home, I'll tell you about how shitty all of our neighbors' houses are. How's that sound? Yeah. And they cut, you know, they put themselves on Angie's list, like Tim's contract. And he goes over there. He's like, oh, boy, that roof really looks like shit, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, get paid to insult someone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, that's why they have to give free estimates, because it yes. was paid. They come over there like, boy, your roof really looks like dog shit. What is that installed by a one eyed, <laughs> one eyed, one arm gay man? Holy shit. You'd be like, yeah, I'd like my money back. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. <laughs> they get free estimates. They get to come over there and be like, ah, man, who picked that color? The white looks like shit in here. Fucking wood paneled walls painted white. Bunch of faggots. All right, sir, you can leave. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're going to take a look at this work. That's all right. I'm a contractor. <laughs> I'm a contractor, sir. Uh, Just start doing that in public. It'd be great. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine if someone just walked into your house, just rang the doorbell, walked into your house, just started telling you how shitty your kitchen was. Yeah. What is this glass counter stovetop? Ah, piece of shit. And then they plop. <laughs> then they grab a beer out of the fridge and plop themselves on the couch, and say, "Yeah, I'm your friend." The, th- the other thing about the contractors that I don't understand is that is the time thing, right? Like I ran the arena here with crews for a year. Yeah. And within about three months, I could look at a load in time. I could look at the stage and I could give you a rough estimate about how long the loadout would take. Oh, we'll probably be out of here by one thirty-two. And you're uh, usually pretty on the money. I was usually pretty on the money. Because I knew I didn't know their their gear, but I knew our crew. So I was I was really good at predicting those, right? I don't understand how a contractor every day you get up you put on your big boy pants, you go <laughs> to someone's house to insult them, and you don't understand, like, you can't make an estimate that says, like, oh, yeah, we can get this done in four days, and then it takes two weeks. Yeah. Like, just say it'll take two weeks, and then if you get it done in four days, like, oh, yeah, we're done early. It's fucking great. great. But, uh, yeah, instead, they they always underestimate. Which is just mind-boggling. Overpromise, underdeliver. When you should be doing the opposite. Yeah. And then they do a, sh- a shitty job because they're trying to save time. Yeah, the underestimate though. That there's a reason why they do that. It's so that they can go over the quote. They make their initial quote, and then they just ridiculously go over time, make a bunch of excuses for why they went over the time, and they're like, "Oh, well, that's why this is going to cost a little more." And they inch that up. Like uh, a thirteen thousand dollar roof 
runs you about $17,000 by the time they're done because they have to, oh, well, we need to do this different and this different and this different because we didn't know this, this, this. And it's just excuses. It's a way to upsell you on this shit. That's built in. That is contractor bullshit right there. Yeah. Oh, wasn't there, there was uh, the place you used to work. There was a whole contractor, like, scheme going on oh yeah there was they they did this big renovation that started before i started working there and and i th- it's technically still not over yeah because <laughs> um the contractor was supposed to be done by a certain date and after that date they were going to be fined twenty five hundred dollars every day past the deadline that they weren't finished yeah. and they were they weren't even like at 80 percent complete when we hit the deadline so then every day that they showed up to work they had to be they were fine you know they were fined and um, the crazy thing was, is that they weren't working more. They would, there'd be whole days where they weren't there working, you know, not just Saturdays and Sundays. We would go sometimes go a week without having a single contractor in the building. There was a general contractor who was, had an office on site yeah. that when the project started, they had three people working, but by the end it was just one and they didn't schedule anything well. And then they got to a certain point and they just said, yeah, we're done we're not going to do it anymore. And there was still a bunch of stuff to finish. And we, and on the building side, couldn't do anything because they had the rights to do these contractual things. And so in the end, it was like, oh, it's going to get sent to arbitration. Like it's going to get sent to arbitration. They're going to be, an arbitration is going to say, all right, you guys don't have to pay the fine, uh, but we're not going to pay the last 10% of the job. And we're going to pay someone else 60% 60% of what it would have caught of yeah. the price to fix everything you did incorrectly. And like everybody loses money as opposed to like finding the shit out of this company and making them file for bankruptcy. And then when it's like, Oh, why did Simmons contract and whatever the fuck their name was go out of business? Oh, it's because they got hired to do this project. They went way over, over the timeline. They got fined into oblivion and they had to file for bankruptcy. No, those people don't work anywhere else. In any other professional setting. You like, know, we keep saying that, but I think we're wrong. I, I think we have this ideal standard of the way the world should work, yeah. which is people should show up and do their job and then just get paid what they get paid. If they don't like it, get a different job and then shut the fuck up. I, I don't think that's the world. I think everything is being fucked up around you constantly. Every professional setting you're in, like, look at the stagehands. They're all retards. Yeah. They're all fucking beyond retarded. And then on the other side of that, all the payroll people and the people that run stuff that I have to do, had to deal with, all those people also retarded. And it's just like, I, I am, I'm the smartest man in the universe. You know, that that's a little bit of a, exaggeration but sometimes sometimes compared to these people it's like like there is one company here in town that has not paid a single invoice all year all year going back to december and i got an email from their uh pay their finance lady and she's like oh yeah we were getting these didn't realize these need to be paid what did you think needed to be done with them (laughs) you think we're just being like yeah this is what this costs all right cool you have a good day now like are you retarded yeah of course they need to be fucking paid well, clearly this has invoice. That means this money's coming into us. You it's go, not an outvoice. You owe us $20,000 <laughs> for yeah. your people coming over here and having the privilege of working. And I'm just like, and they still have it. Oh, yeah, we'll get this taken care of. They still haven't paid any of them, to my knowledge. Amazing. I haven't been paid for the one that I did. I don't think you've been paid for the ones you did. 
No. Yeah. So I did like a week there, and I don't think I got paid for no. that. No. Yeah. So their the money's just lost. Like it's just gone, and the union's not like, oh, well, we'll go ahead and pay you and chase the money down. They're just like, why don't we get paid by the invoice? Oh, that's great. That's great to hear. Uh, I just fucking hate everyone. And so incompetence, like this is why, because we gave everyone a participation trophy mm-hmm. and just told them that they could, oh yeah, you, you could, you be a good contractor. You go out there and do all the estimates. Just go out there and tell people how, how shitty their houses are and you'll get $28 an hour, you know, from Steve's contracting company. And then they'll turn the work down. Like, oh, no, 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 we don't do that. Like, what do you do then if not this very simple project? Yeah, I understand, like, coming out and looking at something and be like, oh, no, you called the wrong guy. Oh, yeah, I don't do this. Well, you, I mean, like, you really called the wrong guy. Like, no, you need to call a plumber. I'm a roofer. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Right? But they're like... Uh, yeah, I need to have, I need, I, I want all, for some reason, I want all my outlets raised up three feet off the ground more than they are now. Yeah. And the guy's like, uh, well, I'm an electrician, but, um, no, nah, I don't do that. <laughs> do, do you, wait, do you not want to do it or you don't do it? Like, I can do it and don't want to. Like, like it's, it's like having Norm McDonald as your contractor. <laughs> uh, it's. And then, and then, of course, you do it yourself. You know, you watch, and especially these days, right? Yeah, it's like YouTube, and I, you, you know, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change out my own outlet and change out my uh, light switches. I got this light switch on the bed. I want to go from the like the ones that stick out of the wall, those big flat ones, or put in one of the ones that's smart now. It's got a USB built in, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that silly shit, and and you you do all that, and like ah, oh, put it in upside down. Like ah, it's fine. It's just this one is upside mm-hmm. down. And then your contractor friend comes over, he's like, hey, that fucking USB outlet's upside down, you retard. It's like yeah, well, I was gonna an electrician was gonna car- charge me five hundred dollars to install three outlets. He was gonna do it over the course of seven and a half weeks, and every fucking one of them that I called. Out of the 10 that I called, nine of them told me, oh, yeah, we don't replace outlets. So I just fucking did it myself. I'm sorry it offends you so much. Get the fuck out of my house and never come back. And you know how I did it. I went to homedepot.com, typed in outlet, and the first one I clicked on that I wanted <laughs> was 89 was, cents. There was, it was 89 cents, and there was literally a video down in the description that was like, how to change your own outlet. Yeah. Uh it's like going to when you go to those stores too and you're looking for the parts yeah. and they'll tell you like the guy the store associate will tell you mm-hmm. that you're wrong. I don't know if you remember this but uh so when we were in high school we were building a set. Yeah. And I this was this was I think junior year. And so we wanted to put trim because the top half of the set was made with foam and the bottom half of the set was made with masonite and yeah. the masonite is an an eighth of an inch to a quarter inch thick. Yeah. It was quarter inch thick. The foam was uh, like three quarters of an inch thick. So there was this big differential. So we wanted to put a piece of trim along the masonite that kind of hid that transition sure, piece. Sure. So we sent the teacher to the store to get liquid nails, which is an adhesive. It's an adhesive, yeah. To glue the trim to the wall. He came back with nails. Nails. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, Josh, 
you cannot hammer <laughs> through masonite attached to a wall that's not attached to anything like this is this is never going to work it's like well the guy asked me why i needed liquid nails i told him what we were doing he said this is the way to do it and like he is correct this is the way you put trim on in, in a, a house, house. <laughs> we are not in a house we are in a theater and in theater you kind of just make things happen so uh i don't even remember how we ended up fucking sticking that shit up but the guy like I the guy like spoke down to our teacher and shamed him as a man into <laughs> buying nails instead of liquid nails and yeah. fucking made the whole process harder. It's like what you know what, Home Depot guy? Why don't you just shut the fuck up and point at which fucking aisle I'm going to? Especially when someone's like, Hey, I need this specific product. Yeah. This thing came in, he came back and he's like, he's like, I, I got it, it's here in this bag. And we like pulled the bag out and we're like Josh, these are solid. <laughs> we wanted liquid nails. Not <laughs> gas nails, not plasma nails. Liquid nails. Te- technically, you can make those nails into liquid nails. You just need a lot of heat. A lot of heat. <laughs> Get all the source fours over here. We're making a forge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just cartridges. I mean, he got the right thing. It's just not in the right state. It's It'll get there. It'll get there. Uh, yeah, speaking of Home Depot, I mean, one time I pooped in an oven at Home Depot. Okay, now I've got my line in. Thank you. So we watched uh, Jackass. <laughs> yeah, what do you crew a Jackass? <laughs> speaking of, so Jackass Four. It's an uh-huh. old gag. Only on HBO. Oh, no, it's rented, rented on Amazon, right? Yeah. Jackass Four Point Five available for free on Netflix. What is Jackass Four Point Five? It's the same thing. All the point fives are. It's like leftover. Material. Oh, leftover material. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Right. And interviews. Ah, yeah. So, anyway, well, that's a that's a great issue, Andy. Um, I'm going to tell you how shitty your issue is now as an <laughs> issue contractor. <laughs> but that brings mm-hmm. us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for this episode is brought to you by the Blackface Lawyer News Network. I'm calling the police too, if you count the cows. <laughs> Goddamn, I love that one. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? Uh, first news is out of Hollywood. Tab. Uh, weirdly we talked about this before the show kind of um the creators of cobra kai are teaming with legendary entertainment the company behind dune and godzilla um for the movie rights to duke nukem oh my god (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah, uh, apparently the Cobra Kai guys... Um, Sonic made $300 million. What's another movie? Video game movie <laughs> new stat! <laughs> the last Duke Nukem game came out in 2011, I think. Duke Nukem Forever. Forever. Yeah. Um, that I don't remember. What yeah, the- it was 2011. Duke Nukem Forever. Which, by the way, was called Duke Nukem Forever and, funnily enough, took forever to come out. That game took like 15 years to make. Yeah. It, it it got like made and remade a bunch of good, like just so many times. That's that's the last time Duke Nukem came out. That's also the fourth game in this franchise. Yeah, well, it's it was Duke Nukem, Duke Nukem 3D, 3D, yeah, which is the third one. I remember the, the one that everyone likes. Yeah, uh, there were there were two there were two original side scrolling Duke Nukem yes, before Duke yes. Nukem 3D. So yeah. yeah. They're because they're they're not the ones anyone actually likes. It was just called Duke Nukem Two. Ah, yeah. 
2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really solid franchise right there. Yeah. I think I think what's keeping Duke Dugan afloat is that one um it's like IRC chat. Oh the, the vent ventrilo uh yeah. trolling. I've got uh, balls of steel. Balls of steel. <laughs> the woman is freaking out. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Apparently there are a bunch of mobile games for Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. Oh sure. Tap Wave Zodiac. Yeah, they've just put the 3D on a yeah. bunch of different Game Boy Color. Game Boy Advance. That so Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem Advance was for the Game Boy Advance. Then Duke Nukem Mobile. Duke Nukem Mobile Two Bikini Project. Duke Nukem Arena, and then Duke Nukem Critical Mass for the Nintendo DS. Good guy. I just don't know what this would be. Uh, I mean, other than like a throwback '80s action movie. I, I done I, poorly because it's in. 2020 a Duke Nukem movie in 1998 oh, starring 90, Arnold Schwarzenegger would have been amazing yeah even if it was terrible even if it was terrible even if it was terrible watched it'd be one of those like late 90 terrible action movies that you know that you watch because it's bad yeah uh but like I don't know I guess you could get the guy that played Jack Reacher to play him Duke, to play Duke give yeah him, if you're going if you're going seriously yeah, no, it's current I, year I, no, I don't want to. No, it's not a serious movie. I'm just talking about sheer physical mass. The Duke Nukem is huge. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. he's supposed to be like six foot five, and sure. he's obvious. I mean, he's obviously an analog to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, uh, it's such a silly waste of of money, and people are gonna people are gonna fucking end up. Last appearance was in Ready Player One, Tim. So he was in ready. <laughs> yeah, everyone was in ready. Player everyone one. was in ready yeah. player one eventually. Uh, it's just going to be, it's just going to be memes. Like he's going to have yeah. to say, "I've got balls of steel." Or I, uh, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum. But that's a quote from uh, "They Live." He also says that. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, I own it. I don't think it's really going to happen. Like the way you're thinking, you're not countering current year in as well as you should duke nukem will be recast as a black trans female and he instead of uh, the blonde hair he's known for it's gonna be like purple maybe with some pink highlights and his cool sunglasses are gonna be replaced with those oversized stupid fucking studded glasses that basic bitches wear to renaissance fairs you know just fucking ridiculous fucking shit. There's no way in hell real Duke Nukem is going to say real Duke Nukem <laughs> lines in 2022. Are you fucking kidding me? That could, He's not going to be sitting in a strip club throwing money out. Shake it, baby. That ain't going to fucking happen. It's that, Duke Nukem. That could be incredible, though, right? Like, Duke Nukem takes on the modern world <laughs> and just, like, like postal you know, because the in the post, I've been playing Postal Four off and on, and it's pretty irreverent and pretty well attacks like what's going on. Like there's a pigeon virus outbreak, and um, you know, so you see people wearing masks and shit. Speaking but, of bad video game movies, do you ever watch the Postal movie? Yeah, you get to see Dave Foley's dick. Mm. Yeah, I know you know uh, UVA Bowl production. Mm-hmm. That's why it's great. <laughs> I so. That could be an interesting, but yeah, he's probably right. Where they'll be like, Duke, here's your new partner. Uh, it's S- Sasha Nukem, your you know, black trans partner played by Dennis Rodman. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, make sure you use the right pronouns the whole time, too, and make this dialogue as imperceptible as possible. It's like they, they, everything. Just fuck. God damn it. Fuck. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I can't take the English language being raped that much. Just. I need a second. Okay, good. Yeah. He was in a, a, a we were talking about Duke Nukem because I played Bulletstorm again on yeah. the Switch just for something to do. And they threw him in there because they could. Yeah, I guess they he's owned by this anyway. So yeah, you, you could you could replace the main character with Duke Nukem and so he said, you know, Duke Nukem isms and one of the funny things was they didn't change any of the other characters' dialogues, so they still referred to him as Gray or Grayson, whatever the main character in the actual game's name is. So every time they call him Gray, Duke Nukem's next line would be like, the name's Duke. But uh, anyway, <laughs> he would say whatever the line was supposed to be. Uh, pretty funny. Well, uh, speaking of dumb things and uh, that are not worth, worth your time, our next news story comes to us from Colorado. Um, a man is attempting to make history next month. Um by crawling up Pikes Peak in Colorado um, as part of the Manitou Springs 150-year celebration of city life. Um, this guy is hoping to be the first person in the 21st century to push a peanut 11 miles up the mountain with his nose. What is this? This is like the setup for a joke, right? <laughs> it sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, but it's not. Um, on July 9th, uh, he will start his journey. Mm -hmm. And he is scheduled to finish no later than July 17th. Um, the crazy thing is that he's uh, hoping to be the first person in the 21st century to do it. Which means... Three other people in they history. Still remember me. <laughs> <laughs> Three other people in history have done this before. Um, the first guy was in 1929. He did it on a bet, mm -hmm. and he won. Of course, he did it in 11 days. Uh, 1963, uh, the guy did it. In, a different guy did it in eight days. Um, it's a 14,000 foot. Uh, mountain, which is four miles. Yeah. He's going to push a peanut with his nose for four miles. I feel like there's better ways to like waste four days of your yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. Are people watching him that whole time? They're Probably. Out there just like, Probably. Whoa, 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 buddy. There was a little bit of forehead action there. Apparently he's going to use some sort of undisclosed contraption taped to his face and nose. Well, that's not using his nose, then. <laughs> that's using your head. If something is taped to your face, your head is the thing moving the object. Yeah, I'm going to uh, use this broomstick that's taped to my eyeball. <laughs> uh. Like, if I push my microphone forward and my nose is the thing touching the microphone, my nose is not moving the microphone. The whole movement of my body is what's moving the microphone. Stupid assholes. Well, uh, John Cena. <laughs> what? John Cena will star in a Duke Nukem movie for Paramount Pictures. Holy shit! Yeah. Breaking news. Yeah. Uh, that was in 2018 that they yeah. said that. Huh. Holy shit! 
fucking John Cena. John Cena is like five foot nothing. Yeah. Number one. And number two has the charisma of a wet pair of underwear. Jorts. Jorts, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Jesus Christ. Please, God, no. Well, uh, what's our next news story, Tim? Uh, Our next news story is about a a man that's even manlier than John Cena. Of course, I'm talking about Elon Musk. Mm. He's got Musk in his name. Come on. Um. U.S. authorities are uh, expanding and escalating a probe into Tesla's controversial automated driving feature in a move that could prompt a mandatory recall. Oh, no. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration um, said it's expanding a probe and looking into 830,000 Teslas across all four current models, which is 11% more vehicles than they were previously examining, which uh, still is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. the agency analyzed a number of accidents that revealed patterns in the car's performance and the associated driver's behavior, concluding that the findings warranted an upgrade from engineering analysis uh, from a previous from a previous preliminary evaluation. Basically, uh, they're exploring uh, the autopilot turning off right before crashes, so that Tesla can say. It was not the autopilot that caused the crash. Amazing. After all the problems we've seen with autopilot too, like there are just countless videos of people putting on autopilot and yeah, driving no. through a construction zone and not seeing any of the cones and all that shit. That's why the probe started. The probe started because uh, Tesla vehicles mysteriously were plowing into uh, scenes of existing accidents with first responders on the scene already. <laughs> so autopilot. Oh, the autopilot feature in Tesla's to me sounds like the same thing as saying, "Hey, honey, would you like to drive?" and letting your girlfriend behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah, they had they they had already discovered sixteen separate instances when the autopilot aborted vehicle control less than one second prior to the imp- impact. The difference between letting Tesla drive and letting your girlfriend drive, though, is that uh, your girlfriend possibly loves you and doesn't want you to die Mm -hmm. whereas the tesla does not give a single fuck about you data you are data you are data yeah Yeah. data but i know for sure that tesla doesn't have a life insurance policy out on me i'm never sure about the girlfriend um yeah, so Elon Musk was saying before before this. Yeah, it was auto driving said, at 100 miles an hour straight at this brick wall, but then uh, the autopilot turned off in the last 30 seconds, so fucking your fault, buddy. Yep. Uh, Elon Musk's statements had been had been that accident accidents in Teslas cannot be the fault of Tesla because all the data they had <laughs> showed that autopilot was not active in the moment of collisions. This is like when you would... Like if you threw something at the at a person, hit him in the back uh-huh. of the head, and then you handed another one to the person next, next to you, you and yeah. walked away, yeah. and they turn around like, "What the? F- who fucking threw a slushy at me?" And then this guy's got a second slushy in his hand. Mm-hmm. Like it must be you. Hey, you guy. It's all on you, buddy. Yep. Yeah, Chevy has a new car that I saw an advertisement for that has uh, auto driving, and I'm like, this is a really really bad idea. 
Oh, my God, I don't trust GM electrical systems to do much of anything. Uh, back in the day, had a Chevy truck, and if you would turn on the headlights and turn on the four-way flashers at the same time, the rear taillights would wigwag left to right, left to right. So, yeah, I want these guys controlling the motion of the vehicle on autopilot. That makes a lot of sense. The, uh, the Mach-E is having an issue where there's something wrong in its computer that it'll just like just turn itself off while you're driving. <laughs> and uh, so it's like, yeah, there's way too much computers in, in cars. Now I miss the old days of a, a piece of wire rope that went from the base of your gas pedal through some pulleys into the engine bay and then pulled a little throttle and opened up the carburetor. Can't really fuck that up. I saw a video clip of Elon, uh, someone asking Elon Musk a question about the Tesla autopilot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question essentially was, um, if you're wearing a shirt with a stop sign on it and walk in front of a Tesla, mm-hmm. will it stop? The answer he danced around was yes. Well, people have done that where they like put a one or they, you know, 65 and they turn it into 88 and the Tesla's will speed yeah. <laughs> uh, stuff. They've, they've hacked you know, in the loosest form of the word, yeah. hack the autopilot into doing stupid things. But then it just does stupid things on its own. Like it'll try and jerk itself into oncoming traffic. Uh, what's there between me and that? Me and me and the Tesla doing that. What jerking the car into oncoming traffic? Yeah. I actually had a dream the other night that you were driving. It was really weird. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well yeah, I jerk uh, your car all the time. You jerk my car? Yeah. Oh, gross. Uh, well, we got one last news story, and this is about a, a hilarious prank you can play on kids. Um, this took place in uh, Alaska, where several students complained that their mouths and throats were burning after being served breakfast. Uh, at least one child was taken to the hospital for treatment. Um, police uh, were investigated what happened, and they found that uh, the children were complaining that the, their milk tasted bad during breakfast mm-hmm. so they checked the containers and filled uh, with semen no they were filled they were uh it was so because they're in alaska which is close to canada they have milk in bags mm-hmm. um the uh basically the bag of milk got switched with another bag with a white substance in it. Uh, that substance being a floor sealant. Oh, no. <laughs> this is why uh, it's bagged milk is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so somehow they figured out that the, those two boxes uh, got put on the same pallet. Pallet was delivered to the cafeteria, assuming they were both milk. Um and apparently the sealant had no odor or chemical smell to it. It was probably a two-part sealant, and yeah. that was one part, and the other yeah. part had, yeah. Uh, this is why when we were in school, you know, all our milk was in the little cartons. cartons that said. Individually sealed that said they were milk. And they were color-coded to what kind of milk yeah. you were getting. Which what kind do you get? The brown one. Oh, you like shit milk? Yeah. You're gross. Yeah. Red or nothing. No, red, yeah, no, red's the one you want. Yeah. Unless a, they have the chocolate milk. Oh no, no, no! Chocolate milk is gross. Uh, the black one is the one I liked. What was what was cookies that? Cookies and cream, Tim. I never had that one. Yeah, huh. cookies and cream milk. 
way better than chocolate milk. That's just like halfway ice cream at that point. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's melted exactly. ice cream at that point. <laughs> I was shocked when I first discovered it. Yeah. My life changed that day. That's why I've never consumed milk since since then. Anyway, well, uh, this has been... The Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. And that takes care of our legal obligations this week, but you know it doesn't take care of, Tim? What? Having our stomachs pumped out of all this floor sealant. <laughs> so if you help us with that, you can help go visit us over at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for Here's What I Don't Get. I don't why why. You're supposed to say that. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I've been doing it for 200 episodes, and I fucking fucked that up this time. Anyway. Only 10 more chances to, to fuck it up to again. To fuck it up again. Yeah. Anyway, over there we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. We have our $2 tier, where we throw the random bits and bobs we do. We have our $5 tier, where we do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get, or we drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have our $10 tier, where you, the fans, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch, we record a feature-length commentary. And then we have our $50 spite producer tier, where you get a say in the show, like... Asking to have Andy on the as a co-host. That's why Andy's a host this week. And um, Fred, Fred the Truck wanted us to dox you, but uh, unfortunately, you gave us no doxable materials. So <laughs> uh, that's what you get. That's what you get, Fred. You think next time you don't mess with me? I'm a ninja, <laughs> <laughs> not a trucker. Not a trucker. No, no, uh, not a trucker. Uh, anyway, well, uh, let's get back to some issues. Here's my issue this week. Here's what I don't get. Property management. So let's say you own a home and uh, you want to rent it out to someone Mm -hmm. and make some money off of the home. But then you're like, but then I have to like field questions and interview people and do all the things that a landlord does. Do they have money? Who? The person that wants wants to have. Yeah. Do they have a constant source of money that is more than what? Uh, they're going to pay each month can do they have a list of references you can check with i don't do they have do they make more money than the rent yes and it's and and i can verify that very yeah. easily with a, like a single phone call yes they got it <laughs> you would think it would be that easy yeah but instead they turn it over to a property management company so they're like yeah this house is really worth eight hundred dollars a month let's say or you know just as a round figure but Property management company, we got to make some money too off of this. So we're going to charge a thousand dollars a month for rent. We're going to give you six hundred dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then we'll take the four hundred to you know pay for all these miscellaneous expenses. And when now that we control this property, we're going to make the people, the potential applicants, jump through six hundred million hoops uh, with all kinds of online stuff that will just automatically go like, oh, you don't have a job right now. You're you're out. Like I'm moving to your city to take a job. That's the yeah. You, we ask you to upload pay stubs. Like, do you not understand that the pay stubs that I uploaded are from a job in Tulsa and you're a fucking facility in St. Louis? I sent you the offer letter I have from where I'm working. Like that is. It says when I start. It says what my pay rate is. It says what the terms are. Like it's all in that fucking document. Give uh, them a call. They'll verify it. And and of course, there's no one to talk to because it's a property management company. So yeah. you call this number, it gets answered in India by someone. You give them your info, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." It'll take like seven to ten days before we get get you this information. Like, well, that would be good information to know when I fucking started filling out applications. You useless fuck. Um, the last place I rented, I rented from a lady. Like I knew where she lived. Yeah, yeah. I knew her. I had her phone number. If I had a problem, I 
sent her a text message and it got taken care of. It was great. I she ran a background check using I don't know some background check service. We signed a lease. It was it was great. That's the way it should work. Mm-hmm. She had a bunch of properties that she managed and you know she got it all taken care of. But these property management companies like they're they're working on an algorithm where they think that they'll get they'll get the best return. And then as a result, you end up with all these places that are just vacant, vacant for yeah. months. It was like, well, we don't have any, any qualified applicants. Like what is the qualifications that you're looking for? Like you, what you're looking for is someone who's ready to buy a house. Yeah. You're not looking for someone who, who needs somewhere to live. Yeah. Um, and uh, just, it's just an immensely frustrating task because then nobody gets back to you on anything. Uh, and the worst one of those, though, is when you have like a corporate. So that's that's property management where it's owned by an individual and then just managed. But some of these property management companies just buy the houses and then yeah. they're they they reap all the money. And holy shit, I'm dealing. I was dealing with one out there that I'm I'm 99 percent sure I got scammed on because I put in an application on a Saturday. They never called me directly. I had to call them to find out what what needed to be happened next. And then they call me back a few hours later and be like, "Oh, you need to do this." And I do that and then they call again. So finally, Friday at 6 p.m. Now, you may think to yourself, Friday at 6 p.m., that seems like after business hours at the end of a week. They call me and they're like, "Yep, uh everything's everything's good to go. You'll have to pay half your deposit now and half your deposit one week before you move in." And I was like, okay, well, I asked to move in on the 14th, so, like, that's less than a week away. And and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, so you'll just have to pay the whole deposit now. Let me just double check this. And they're like, oh, that property's already rented. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you, like, Amazing. I just went through all this bullshit with you people, and they was, oh, and it was rented on Thursday. Like if you had gotten back to me on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday with any of this info that I needed to give you, uh, like you didn't do this. Like, well, we'll send you some other properties. They send me this big list of other properties. All of them are way more expensive than the one I'm looking at. And all of them are about twice the distance to twice the commute distance that I was looking at. Like they're all out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And it's just like, was I scammed with this one place that you have that's, sub a thousand dollars a month and then you just go like oh you're in you're in a really short notice time well maybe you'll just go ahead and pay like fourteen hundred dollars a month fifteen hundred dollars a month one of the places was twenty four hundred dollars a month I'm like jesus christ yikes if i'm paying twenty four hundred dollars a month i'm paying a mortgage payment yeah <laughs> not not a to rent some house in the middle of fuck nowhere uh yeah just the inability for these people to communicate because because they don't they don't care. No, if you're not going to rent it, someone else will. Yeah. Like they have no they have no want to. So they sent me this this list of properties. And they said all these properties are more expensive than the original one, and they're twice the commute distance. Haven't heard a fucking word from them. That was Friday, Saturday. I sent that email. Haven't heard a word from them. Not a phone call. Nothing. Like just dropped off the face of the planet. Jesus. Uh, just this corporate property management bullshit. I mean, that's the way the apartment that I lived in was this corporate property management that owns all these apartment complexes around Tulsa. And every single one of them had the same complaints that I did about it. 
it, they just they just don't care because they have pro if it, if they're renting in the apartment business if they're renting you know eighty percent of their apartments out at a high enough rate then the others being frequently vacant is not really a yeah, problem yeah, they're covered um so it's just I I just hate all of them I wish they would all drop dead and I wish we could go back to a world where or, and like you can't even find a place that's being rented by a human being. Yeah, yeah. It's all done through online applications where if there's if there's too much wrong data in there, they're just like, ah, nope, denied, 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 denied. And then that that's how you end up with these neighborhoods of like shitty houses with shitty tenants and yeah. everything's just garbage because like those are the only places where those people can move. And if those or you end up with the stuff where people go find the listing online, right? They go relist it on another site, put in their contact info, and then they scam you out of, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. cash at me the deposit oh, amount. Yeah. Um, we we talked to a guy who might have that might have happened to him when I was looking for a place out here. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, they told me that they would give me the door code, but I had to send them the deposit first. Remember like, when oh, you were shit. you were looking for uh your last place when you were looking for it, uh-huh. you sent me my neighbor's house on yes. Craigslist. Yes, who had moved in. Um, and my neighbors had they were they had moved in a month before that. Yeah, so they just took that listing after it had con- come down mm-hmm. and reposted it. And I was Would, like, "Did your neighbors move out again?" Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and it was like it was, and they had changed it. The listing, like it was, it was the pictures from the. Uh, from my neighbor's house, but a listing from the text from another house. Mm-hmm. It's like this is a gorgeous two floor, two story house with three ovens in the kitchen. And I was like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so you, it it makes it easier for those people to pray because you never, you're never like able to interact with anyone. Anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's. And then you and then you go on these people's websites because they they lit the you know the broker has their website, but then they'll like also list it on Zillow or Trulia or Apartments.com or Housefinder or whatever. And then if you want to apply, you have to basically kind of reverse engineer find the original mm-hmm. house because otherwise it's like, oh yeah, you can sign up for apartment finder plus and apply to so many properties all at once. Like, yeah, and then I have to pay the application fee too of every one of those. Uh and uh, just, which is, by the way, application fees. Oh, it's just a, it's just a way to keep poor people out. Yeah, yeah, and also to make you not. So 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 I want to give you money on a monthly basis, mm-hmm. so I can live in this vacant property you have. Yeah, it's not making any money now because it's vacant, uh, and I'm going to give you money on a monthly basis, but. Uh, for the sheer act of you just uh, knowing that I want to live there, I have to give you money. Yeah. Well, they want you to pay for their background check and stuff. Sure. And they also, which is their job that they get paid for. Yeah. Well, they also want to keep poor people from applying and because it's a sunk cost fallacy. If you apply for one place, you're not likely to apply for like three or four others. Cause it's like, well, I don't want to pay $200 because I like this one. And then you sink all your time into this one. Yep. And then, oh, actually, actually, huh, funny thing, that property rented yesterday. Mm, 
That is a funny thing. Funny thing, we rented that property five years ago. Mm-hmm. Because it's been vacant for months. Yeah. So crazy that now that there's interest, suddenly it's rented all at once. Uh, yeah, I was pretty upset with that one. But it is what it is, I guess. You know, you can move in with Andy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, you know, the funny thing is, I did actually own a lot of properties at one point. I finally sold most of them off, you know, because there's so much money right now. Just selling properties, you make a fortune. But I, I kind of understand. I didn't ever have application fees. I didn't have property management company. But well, I could kind of understand the property uh, management wanting an application fee to keep the poor people out because if you get poor people in there, if even if they pay the rent and everything just fine, sometimes it's cheaper to have the property vacant because when they leave, sometimes it costs me five grand to fix the fucking property. Yeah. They fuck shit up. I mean, just cleaning costs. I I had this girl that would go in, I would pay to clean the place, and it cost a couple grand. She'd be pulling out like tons of needles and shit like that. There would be there was one house. They had collected their piss in bottles, like from 20-ounce bottles to 2-liter bottles to milk jugs. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with these people, but you're talking a room just full of piss jugs, piss bottles. What the fucking hell is wrong with these people? I don't understand. So, yeah, shit like that, sometimes it's better just to leave it vacant and, you know, hope that it'll burn down and you get the insurance money versus letting... A certain class of people move in there, but you can't just flat deny those people because equal opportunity. Yeah. So you're you're just fucked in the ass. So that's from the other perspective. But yeah, property management, fuck all those motherfuckers. They screw us over because they have better visibility, and we we just can't compete with them, even though they have higher costs. They'll just knock us right out, and then we end up with the poor people because we're more affordable. Yeah, they get all the yeah. the SEO is is through the roof, so there's no way to no way to get yeah. your listing seen by people the same way. Yeah. And and then yeah. you know these you know they'll start do a startup right. They'll be like, oh yeah, um, we're not going to show corporate housing. We're just going to show like individual people try and make that. And then the corporate housing is like, yeah, well, what if we paid you you know five hundred dollars every time someone found a house through us? And they're like, well, Andy, can you pay us five hundred dollars? No, I, that's that's yeah. like half a month's rent. I need that money to pay the mortgage on this or the taxes or fucking whatever. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we're gonna do it for this for these corporate people. And then it's like, best value, this corporate housing. It's not really the best value. It's just, you know, in Tulsa, I was able to drive around a lot and just go find neighborhoods I liked and look at signs. Yeah, yeah. Don't have time to do that because I live fucking six hours away. I found one and I was texting with the person. And I was like, all right. You know, I'll come up there and view it. Um, are you going to be there? And then they just ghosted me. It's like, well, I'm not driving 12 hours in a day to yeah. see a house that may or may not even be on the market. Um, and, you know, the viewing is not on Saturday. No. Or Sunday. Got to be on Friday. I yeah, so, so basically at the point I'm at right now, I have nowhere to live out there. So I have to now contact the job that I have and say, I need to push my start date back indefinitely without a place to live. I can't go out there. Like I can't afford, I could go get an Airbnb for two mm -hmm. weeks, but then I won't be able to afford to move into anywhere because yeah, yeah. I will have blown through, you know, 
50 bucks a night or whatever it costs Airbnbs out there were considerably more expensive than they are in Oklahoma. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, plus, there's a, there's a huge amount of taxes. I stayed in Airbnb. It was like $40 a night. ended up paying $95 because there was a $19 cleaning fee. Terrible mattress. Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? Uh, I was pretty annoyed at that one. I was like, well, I should have just fucking stayed at one of the nicer hotels. Yeah. Would have gotten all the same things. Hey, there's plenty of houses to squat in over in East St. Louis if you'd like to just drive across the river, you know. You just, you know, pick one and go in there and set up your meth lab and you'll be just fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then if you live inside the city limits, you get paid, charged a 1% tax, income tax, for the joy of living inside of St. Louis city limits. This is pretty fucked up. But yeah, property management, that's my don't get. I... Wish they would just all fuck off and die. And uh, I saw a, I think it was a TikTok, but I saw it on Twitter uh, yesterday or the day before. And it was like, this guy being like, I thought I had, uh, I thought I was doing great in my rental property game. And he was like, I've got uh, 200, uh, 200 properties, $32 million. And he was, and he turned the camera around, and he's got, he's like hanging out with a bunch of friends, and this guy's like, I've got four hundred properties, nine hundred million dollars. This guy's like, I've got three hundred properties, seven hundred million dollars. This guy's like, I've got fifteen hundred properties, five hundred million dollars. And some, and then the guy at the end is like, I've got thirty six hundred properties. 16 billion dollars and like you know dick flop and everyone's like oh so it was like so like i could like get sixty thousand homes open on the market by killing these six dudes and the only (laughs) people that would be out would be these six dudes sounds like a pro to me yeah anyway well Andy, this is a, normally most of the time on these guest episodes, the guest brings in only one, and we just do three three issues. But this one is a very special episode, so Andy has a second issue for us. Andy, what's your second issue this week? All right, fellas, here's what I don't get: super glue. Super glue is bullshit. I mean, I guess that in my life, my success rate with super glue is probably less than five percent. It doesn't matter what I'm trying to stick together. The shit just fails. You know, but if you get a drop on the carpet, though, then that is a rock you will have forever, and it'll stab you in the foot every time you uh, start to forget about it. You're just walking along, and you, ah, it's fucking ridiculous. Fucking super glue. So, I have a magnet mount phone uh, in my truck. So, that mount goes on the dash, and the little metal plate that goes on the back of the phone uh, they both came with the 3M double stick tape bullshit that never fucking works. First day the temperature goes over 80, that adhesive just melts and everything falls apart. So, this looks like a job for super glue, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Makes sense. Of course. So, I've tried all the brands. Loctite, Gorilla Glue, and even that cheap shit in the little small tubes, uh, Crazy Glue. So, I've tried normal kind. I've tried the two-part epoxy kind. I've even tried... Fucking flex glue. Like 17 bucks a tube of this shit. And all these things, they might last a few weeks, but every time that mount, it'd fail. Couple weeks, it failed. I'm just driving along, whole fucking thing just falls off the dash. 
So I end up just screwing the mount into the dashboard because I was tired of fucking with the glue. And the, the plate on the phone, it survives a little longer. I only need to re-glue it every six months or so normally. But when it's re-glue time, I'll have two or three failures over the first week until I luck out and find that sweet spot. Now, people might be thinking, hey, Andy, you're an idiot. You don't know how this works. No, no. I know how you're supposed to do it. You don't use too much. You alcohol both surfaces and rough them up first and get it all ready to go and prepped. And you just put just a little bit on there. Not too much. Not too little. And then you stick them together, you hold them together for however long it says, and sometimes I clamp this shit together mm -hmm. overnight. Clamps, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then it just doesn't work. It just does not fucking work. So I've also found in my time, there's no point in buying anything bigger than the little bitty tubes. Because after you use that container one time, the it's lid not, will yeah. be permanently mm -hmm. fucking fused onto the container the next time you go to use it. So... You know, you buy a big bottle of it, you just wasted eight bucks on this thing. You could have paid 98 cents for the same thing. So, but at least, you know, you're, you're saving money with the little tubes, but it's still, it's still bullshit. It doesn't fucking work. And then I'm sure there's somebody else out there. Hey, but Andy, why haven't you tried the baking soda trick? I don't know if you oh, guys heard the about baking the baking soda trick. You never heard this? People mm. say, like, you put baking soda in the super glue. And it'll make it set up quicker to make it stronger. But it's it's bullshit. It does make it set up faster. But then it's way more brittle than a regular one. It dries faster, but the bond is so fucking brittle, it breaks just immediately. I, 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 there's just, I don't know how the hell we still have super glue. And it works so badly at this point. I don't understand how the hell a product can be this fucking bullshit in this year. How long has Superglue been around? Like 100 fucking years? It's fucking ridiculous. Why? Why can't we get something that works? And it seems to stick to... It's like Superglue has a will. Mm -hmm. Because you get it on your fingers and it's there for days until you like pick it all off. Like you said, the carpet one or you know your jeans will get that little disc of yeah. hard, yep. nasty glue. But then you put it on two pieces of plastic, it makes them look all fucked up. It ruins the whole facade, but pfft, nothing actually sticks to one another. It's fucking ridiculous. I uh, I actually ended up at one point, found I had better luck, put the little metal plate on the back of a phone case, and then I melted plastic around the edges and plastic welded the damn thing on there, and it worked better than super glue. It's fucking ridiculous. This is the level I go to. Instead of using the product that's specifically designed to stick two things together. Makes you want to uh, just like scream into the into the void or find like like you just want to go, go to the crazy glue company and just be like, why? Because they they I have to there's all these the jokes about people like gluing shit together and my dad talks about this ad where they took two blocks of wood and glued them together and like attached yeah, them back yeah, of yeah, tractors yeah. and the blocks wouldn't fail. And then you I wonder if they've like reduced the effectiveness of it for some safety reason. Like well, kids were gluing their fucking fingers together, how gluing many, their penis yeah, holes shit. Yeah, how many episodes of a sitcom were like like bro, oh, brother and sister that are fighting all the time get their hands glued together and now they gotta spend the whole day together. Yeah. Right? Yeah, everything. Sitcoms are a lie. That's the one thing in adulthood <laughs> I've learned more than anything. Sitcoms lied to me my entire childhood. Except for Seinfeld. Yeah, Seinfeld's yeah. exactly correct. 
Eh, never was a Seinfeld fan so much. I I found that Always Sunny was just a better show in every possible way. It took the formula, but it made people more relatable. I mean, uh, it's probably because I'm not a Jersey Jew, so I don't know. I guess Andy's a scumbag then. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the only reason Always Sunny. People that, that relate more to Always Sunny, I've always found weird because everyone on that show is a fucking horrible person. But it's like everybody I know. Everybody I know is those people. That's that's really the thing. I I never really knew people like the people in Seinfeld. It, it, there weren't people like that around me. But the people in Always Sunny, I can associate somebody I know with every character in that show. Sad as it is to say. So yeah, that's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I never got into. It's Always Sunny. I think because the characters are all terrible Mm -hmm. and like the characters in Seinfeld are terrible but they're kind of uh, they're like a different type of terrible yeah they they don't really like put evil into the world I guess and they're not stupid that was that was I always felt the characters in it's always sunny were like they were sabotaged by their own stupidity whereas the characters in Seinfeld are sabotaged by situations the situation that they've created for themselves um, which I guess could be uh, caused by the fact that they're stupid, but I don't know. Uh, I'm, I've, I'm trying to think if like I've ever had a good experience with super glue. If I've ever gotten something that I'd super glued and it's just like worked and stayed that way. Probably not. Probably not. To me, the whole super glue experience is hampered by the, like, before you even get the chance to get it on something. Because just like Andy said, like, it's either, like, you've used it once before, and now it's all, the cap is glued to the rest of the tube. Mm -hmm. So you have to, like, cut the cap open or, you know, cut the nozzle off and, you know, use what you got and then throw it away because there's no way to keep it in the tube anymore um or it just goes everywhere because super glue is not like elmer's glue or wood glue where it's you know like a viscous thing that you can you know like wipe and get excess off of it's that watery bullshit and it it just gets everywhere i did um i did have a good experience with an epoxy once though i uh the uh, college apartment i had that was on the college campus the soap dish came off the wall while i lived there and so i ended up in order so you to get, dropped the soap in college is what you're saying no i i leaned on it and it snapped off gotcha. and gotcha. uh so i ended up just epoxying it back to the wall i'm sure the next guy that lived there put some too much weight on there and snapped it sure, off too sure. two-part epoxies usually work pretty good Usually, I think it like depends on the materials and they, they, I wish they would just be honest on the packaging and be like, yeah, this doesn't really work on plastic that well. It works on wood. It works on wood. Wood is a, uh, what's the word? It has a, a membrane. It's fibrous. Fibrous. Yeah. yeah. So it'll soak into the wood and it'll soak mm-hmm. into the other side and work. Whereas plastic is like, yeah, it just kind of sits on the surface and fucks it up. <laughs> and then. You know, so whatever. If you're going to super glue something, it needs to be something that's not you don't want visible. Yes. Because if you make it too visible, um, 
yeah, it's just been a lot of like ruined pants, days with weird shit on weird, my fingers. Weird, yeah. Oh I yeah, did. it comes right off with acetone. It doesn't. Yeah. It it really doesn't. And then it'll be like, oh yeah, this is the gel, so it's not as it's not as runny as the original. And uh, the gel is, of course, you know, eight dollars for this little plastic container. Oh, reusable. And uh, I I learned that a long time ago and started anytime I buy super glue, mistakenly thinking it will do something for me. They'll sell like for the same price as they'll sell one of those big bottles. They'll sell a package of like six or eight or 10 or 12 mm-hmm. little tiny squeezers, tiny squeezers yeah. one use. And it's like, that's perfect for gluing like one or maybe two things. And then you just throw that fucker away. I, I, for, did you ever keep your super glue in the freezer or in the, in the fridge? Ew, did that actually work? Or I don't know. I don't know. My family always really kept our it, it in the fridge. I guess because it slows down, but I it never actually worked. I've never heard that. Yeah. Uh, I, I you say the gel though. I, I the gel. Yeah, it's easier to put on, but the gel is actually weaker, weaker than any yeah. of the other shit. Except for the worst shit I ever used was actually a spray can, uh, like Loctite spray adhesive. And I might as well just put Crisco on this shit, you know, because it did not work even for two seconds. You couldn't even make the adhesion at first. I don't know what this is supposed to do. I, I How they can even call it an adhesive. It, it's just worthless. Yeah. It's, it's just, oh, look how easy it is. Shake up the can, spray it on, and then watch your money fucking get down the shit. Disappear I, down the drain. So now, you, now you've wasted $5 on super glue, and your thing is broken. And it looks all shitty. Yeah. Congratulations. You should have just yeah. saved that money and bought a new one. New whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a refrigerator that had those plastic shelves in the door at one point, and the little clips kept breaking on the side, and I super glued it dozens of times. What I ended up finally doing was driving screws into the side and putting a wood rack in there. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck everything, nice. man. Screws and wood. Screws and wood fix everything. <laughs> out. That's, that's how you have to do it. Yeah. Super glue. Fuck super glue. I think it's I think it's part of the globalist agenda. You know, they ruined super glue back in the day. They, they you know, it worked really well. And they're like, we can't have people gluing stuff back together. We're gonna have to and they like started to add they added baking soda on the other side. Yeah. Like in the production process. Uh yeah, it has a will. It has to have a will. Like that's the only way you can explain why it doesn't <laughs> why it'll stick your fingers together. It'll like ruin your pants. You'll I've accidentally glued things to my work table. Yeah, of course. And I'm time. like, what the fuck? Like I I was like, oh, I don't want to get this on my fingers, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take this, you know, I'm gonna take this pencil, put a napkin over the end and wipe wipe away the excess. And then I put that napkin down uh, on, yep, on my yep. workbench and like it's soaked through the pencil and the pencil at the end of the pencil ends up being glued to the table and the napkin ends up leaving like a little white mm-hmm. thing that I have to scrape off of the scraper. But whatever I glued fucking like it never even happened. Uh, one of the things I started using was a silicone sealant for it. Not for something that um, not, it won't stick things back together, but what it will do is it makes some delicious milk. makes a great bowl of cereal (laughs) silicone sealant and friend and cinnamon crunch toast like that's the real thing kids crave no um it'll just keep it it'll hold it in place so like if i when i was making uh control panels for stuff in in college 
I just take a dab of a little silicone sealant in a squeeze tube and dab it on the back of the panel against every button. And that way the buttons wouldn't rotate in their holes if they weren't the ones that had the little notch the, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, to keep them from rotating. And that worked great because I tried super glue at first and what it would end up doing is just making the buttons brittle and then their housings would crack and then it'd be like, or I did one time glue a button in the on position. <laughs> just because the glue got in there and it could no longer move yeah, so it yeah. just happened to be in the on position it was a push button and it was like push button on push button off and it's like fucking great so i had to remove i had to remove that whole thing i think that was when i was like i'm not gonna glue b- buttons in these housings anymore and i don't know who told me to start using silicone sealant but i think it might have been the head electrician was like oh you just dab just take this dab it in the back works perfect Wow, that would have been good information for me to have had yesterday. Anyway. And I I really feel like other glues work better. Like I have I have woodworking projects, right? Yeah. Th- that I've used wood glue on. You know, just and it's Great. Elmer's brand or whatever fucking right bond. And man, that shit, you a couple of brad nails to hold it in place while it sets, that shit is rock solid. Yeah. And that's just glue. Super glue, that should work like a million times better. It never does. Anyway, epoxy. I do, I have a, um, you used my uh, Telerad for for spot. Yeah, yeah. And I epoxy, I used a steel, it was like a epoxy where one of the two sides, they had mixed in steel shavings. Wow. I guess to make it stronger. I don't think it actually fucking does anything other than it really, it tries to crawl itself all the way around the magnets that I was gluing. And I was <laughs> like, ah, that's probably not smart. So I had to sand all those down. Um, that shit works really well. That, that fucker stays on. Although I am going to add like 10 more magnets to that thing so that it is just like, boom, clamps right on. Although it doesn't really matter because it's not really stage chain anymore. So, well, those are our issues. Andy, is there anything you want to plug? Sure, uh, you guys can uh, catch me in my podcast, the Cardiff Electric Podcast, the most famous podcast in the world today. Uh, oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I just fucking with you. Uh, I am honestly considering starting a podcast, though. Uh, you know, uh, something like uh, I don't know, uh, don't I get what's here, or uh, maybe here's the <laughs> don't I what? I don't know. I'll have to workshop that one a little bit. This uh, is what I, I don't understand. This is what I don't understand. What thing happened here? I'll have to do it in Pigeon. The whole podcast needs to be in Pigeon. So, uh, 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 There's also my official website, ninjaandy.com, which is currently down. It might be up later. Just check every day incessantly and see. I mean, you got nothing better to do if you're listening to this show. Uh, my YouTube, Ninja Andy Elite. That's Ninja Andy 1337 for you lamers out there. There's brand spanking new content 11 years ago. Uh, it was a pretty big deal back in the day. I mean, uh, I had, you know, a few videos, million views, but, you know, they've been uh, copyright, takedown, shit like that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, there's still a few up there might get a chuckle out of. Also, listen for my calls on WATP after this show goes under. That is, unless <laughs> some new hosts are on the horizon here. Uh, stove, here's your chance, buddy. Andy, I hear he's pretty good. Uh, Cray, yeah, no, fuck that douche. Uh, Dead Helm, uh, now nah, just calling it WATP anyway at that point. Well, 
We'll have to see. I don't know. You guys got any hosts coming up or you got anything cooking or is this a surprise? Uh, no, nothing's on the on the horizon just because I'm oh. too busy with packing and moving and stuff to really be planning on planning guests. But I'm hoping to get I did make a list of all the guests we've ever had over the years, and I'm hoping to get a bunch of them back in. Um you know, maybe just see, reach out to some of them, see if they'll call and leave a voicemail and see others to see if they'll come do a whole episode or maybe try and do two guests in one episode. That might be kind of wild. What well, you need to do is episode 300, get as many as you can in just one show. And it'd be like a kill stream or something, you know, <laughs> they're screaming over each yeah. other. I'll get real drunk and pass round. out. <laughs> uh, I'll get mad yeah. at everyone for making, for attacking my family. We'll go buy some meth yeah. to hit beforehand. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. do some meth. Um, yeah. I'll yeah. just start eating nothing but pizza and, and ice cream right now. Yeah. That way I can get to 40% of his body weight. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, the flight to Portugal is not that much. Uh, it can't be. Uh, well, you know, we can probably find someone to kick my ass here. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, you and Truck and Tony can just kick the shit out of me, and it'll be great. Um, uh, and then the episode ends, and we all sing, We Are the World, as Here's What I Don't Get walks off into the sunset. We'll play the, oh, the theme from the Incredible Hulk TV show. <laughs> Yeah, nice and sad. Well, uh, thank you, Andy, for being on the show. Thanks for all your voicemails over the years. And uh, glad you could be the first person in this in the wind down to come on the show. The last, (laughs) probably the last new guest. Probably. I am the the beginning of the end, guys. Yeah. Um, So anyway, until next time, I'm Tad Burt. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. I'm Ninja Andy. See you guys next week. See you. One time I pooped in an oven at Home Depot. If you want to call into Here's a Get Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can leave us a voicemail in the Discord under voicemail upload. Uh, Andy, you want to hang out for some voicemails? Yeah, sure. I think I should listen to this segment once or twice. I don't think I've ever listened to it before. <laughs> hey, Tab. Hey, Tim. Uh, just congratulations on almost finishing the podcast. we got a, like 10 more episodes left when I'm saying this voicemailing. But I had a question for, for Tab. Uh, you always say, you've said it multiple times, that this podcast is a way for you to vent and get shit off your chest so you don't become a giant asshole in your day-to-day life. And now that the podcast is ending, uh, are you worried about your, you turning back into a massive asshole in your day-to-day life? That's it. Love the show. Goodbye. Yeah, that is absolutely a massive possibility. Just depends on my level of misery. Yeah, that's 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 really what it is. I I think you experienced so much misery recently that this new job will have to be a sh- real, just a real hell case to uh. Yeah, but it's not just work. Like sure, it's, sure. it's misery everywhere. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's commuting misery and price rate. Here's one that fucking pisses me off. So I've been buying these these V necks for the last I don't know three years three years or so, maybe since 2019-ish. So yeah, three years. Um, I love them. They're Hanes Black Label. They're apparently only available at Target, I have found. They come in four colors, black, white, blue, and gray. They are 
extra long, which is good for someone who's tall. Yes, yeah. And they are incredibly soft. Uh, I've worn Hanes, I've worn Hanes t-shirts, plain Hanes t-shirts for a long, long time because I used to wear their comfort soft and then I wore their X temp and their beefy, yeah. but these are by far the softest Hanes shirts we've ever owned. Really, really like them. They used to be $7, seven bucks a shirt. And so every few months I go to Target, I just go to the the rack and I'd, sometimes I buy a couple of white ones. Most of the time I'd buy the black, the blue and the gray. And I just go through and find all the extra large ones that were V-necks and, uh, go check out. Sometimes it would be like four. Sometimes it'd be 10 uh, just to have uh, lots of extra shirts. Yeah. Well, I wanted to go buy some more shirts, specifically white ones. Cause I'm moving and I'm fucking hot as fuck constantly. And I wanted to wear something mm-hmm. if I'm going to be in and out, that's maybe less hot than black or blue or gray. These shirts are now $9 a shirt and they're great shirts, but I'm not really sure they're worth $9 a shirt, but I mm. guess that's, you know, it's like a fucking 30%. That's a 50% price increase uh, very nearly. Yep. So that kind of stuff, you know, that pisses me off too. But I have thought about that, and I have no answer for you as to what will happen with that. And maybe I'll become a massive asshole again, and I'll be like, well, I got a podcast. I'll have to hunt down a new co-host. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, just do a solo podcast where I just scream. It'll just be 35 minutes of just screaming and guttural noises. Just like, ah, ah, ah! and then you can listen to it in your drive uh-huh. to work and scream along with me. Everybody gets to work and they're like, they're horse and shit. The scream along. The cast. <laughs> scream cast. I'll put the a ghost face on there. <laughs> Get the horror fans I want to listen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a true crime. <laughs> it's a true crime <laughs> podcast. That's just the sound. No, 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 no. It's not. We're not talking about true crime. This is just the sound of me committing crimes. That'd be a great podcast idea. True crime. <laughs> uh, here's another voicemail. Hey, guys, it's Sage. Uh, you were talking about homogenization last week or this week, whatever. Uh, and something that I fucking hate has become a thing is Warhammer. All of the fucking games have become dog shit. They release their license to everyone, mm-hmm. essentially. Anyone can fucking just use There's like their six license. Warhammer games a year. And now. it's just fucking shit. They used to make solid fucking games that, you know, clearly, like, they put effort into, like, Games Workshop. They actually fucking put effort into. I'm not even, like, a fucking geek about Warhammer, but those fucking games made me love the games and the lore behind it. And now it's just a bunch of fucking turn-based boring bullshit. And it's like, what the fuck is this? All right. That's it. Bye. Yeah. I never got into Warhammer. It's just, so there's, there's two Warhammers. Yeah. There's Warhammer and then Warhammer 40 K. Yeah. Regular Warhammer is just D and D army D and D. Okay. 40 K is that, but in the but sci-fi? Yeah, and was, that, that one's way in the future, yeah. and there's the God Emperor and all that stuff. Yeah, Dark Tide looks pretty cool. That's coming out soon. But that's been that's been happening to those kind of communities for forever. Oh yeah, where you know they they keep trying to water it down to attract a bigger audience. But we you should you just make the games for the people that want them. Well, and you would think that this would be catching on with the way mobile games work, where. Yeah. You don't make money on your millions of free users. You make money on, on your 10,000 whales. Yeah. And so if you just, I I would think that that marketing would get through. Yeah. Like it's like, okay, we're going to launch a Star Trek channel that is, it has all, you know, there's a channel you turn, you, 
the streaming app, right? You can watch the Deep Space Nine channel where you just play a random episode of Deep Space Nine. You can watch the TOS channel where you just play random episodes of TOS. You can watch the, all the episodes on demand. You can watch this channel that's just like TNG, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager, or watch this channel that's just TOS and TNG, or watch this channel that's all the series just randomly scattered along. We have all the movies on there, and we're producing new series that are in the vein of Star Trek. Like, you would get all the Star Trek fans to subscribe yeah. to that. 15 20 $25 a month, no problem. Uh, sure, you wouldn't be making HBO Max money, but if you could, like, balance your budget on that, you'd have a good series. But instead, they're like, yeah, we're going to try and attract new Star Trek fans to look at Paramount+. Plus. So we have to also make the show appealable to people who watch The Good Wife. <laughs> Those are two different audiences yeah. you're trying to balance. That worked with network television because... Like, okay, you lose my viewing on The Good Wife, you know, on Thursday nights because I'm watching 24 or whatever. But, you know, it all just kind of averages out. Yeah. Uh, you're no one's like, I only watch NBC shows. Exactly. But now it's like, oh, I have to I have to own. And CBS was just there. It was just yeah. on the, my television. So I would watch that. So, But now it's like. I have to go out of my way. Yeah. Do you want to watch. Stranger Things, I don't have Netflix. Well, you could buy Netflix for $10, $15 a month, whatever. Like, mm, I had $15 a month to watch one series and then possibly whatever else they have on. If it was just on, I'd watch it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, thanks. You put it on Pluto TV, though, maybe I'll fucking tune into the channel. Uh, I think that there's a day coming where, well, actually, it's probably not. It'd be nice if they would just recoalesce into one streaming service that you just paid for and... Uh, who knows? Who knows? They've, cre they've recreated cable, though. Andy, I think this is one for you. It's strange. Here's what I don't get. When podcasts have guest hosts, it totally throws up the dynamic of the chemistry that's normal hosts have. It makes it a big dog shit. Man, I hate fucking guest hosts. He has a point. He really does. I, I, I agree with him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and we got one last one here. Hey guys, it's Sage. So, I'm finally caught up on the podcast, but uh, I heard that fucking pizza boy who fucking called in <laughs> saying that he told his store to start calling people Sage when they call in the last five minutes. How many fucking times do I have to say it's 30 minutes? 30 minutes an hour before they close, I fucking want my fucking food. How hard is that? Do your fucking jobs. Anyway... <laughs> Now I'm going to start calling fucking Pizza Huts all across the country until I find out which one you work at. And then I'm going to come to your fucking work. I don't care if you're in fucking New York and I'm in fucking Nevada. I'm going to come to your fucking work. And I'm going to kick your fucking teeth in, you faggot. Shut the fuck up. Fucking make me my food, bitch. Like, that is your fucking job, you pizza boy motherfucker. Fuck you. I hope right, that's it. Bye. I hope this like the final voicemail we play is this feud. Yeah. <laughs> final voicemail on the final episode yeah. is going to be either Sage's rebuttal to one more, you know, insult or someone insulting him for one last time. Yeah. That's that's the contest. Uh, I I ate yeah. somewhere. I got there 25 minutes before they closed. You know what time I left? Five minutes before they closed. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, cause I, I went there, I went to rib crib cause they have a bacon cheeseburger that I like Yeah, and they, I don't like their fries. Mm -hmm. I don't like their barbecue food. Um, but I, I was, 
you know, I'm trying going down this list of places that I won't be able to eat when I move away. Oh yeah. yeah. And so I was like, well, I'll go to rib crib one last time. Get a, get one of those burgers that I like. I've ordered pizza from the local pizza place here. I've gone to, you know, Taco Bueno and all these different places. And, um, so I went in there and I sat down the guy, the guy walks up. He's like, he's like, Oh, well, can't get you a drink. You know, I was like, all right, yeah, I know what I want to drink. I know what I want to eat. Boom. I don't even need to look at this menu. There you go. Food came fast. I ate it. I left. It's great. Very considerate. I think. Well, that's it. Episode 290. Only 10 more episodes remaining. Yeah. 10 more weeks. Two and a half months. Crazy. You're taking me to create. I'm not. <laughs> hey, just remember, whenever you go on that psychotic rampage because you don't have your vent anymore, fluorescent is far more flammable. Stay away from St. Louis. I don't want my damn truck burnt down again. All right. Uh, I'll probably go to Ferguson. I, I, you know. Hey, that works. That works. <laughs> <laughs> or what's a uh, actually? So that was fluorescent is where the the property management company that that sent me. They sent me like six houses in fluorescent, which is fucking way out there like why don't you send me a north county you fucking retards <laughs> uh, like you know i had to submit to you where i'm working I, I, yeah like i work right fucking in the middle of all of this shit uh, anyway i'm hoping that one of these others comes through in the next two days so that i can move out there next week and start working because as of right now i have to send them an email that says i can't i can't start working on monday Womp womp. So, all right. Well, thank you, Andy. Thanks for being a listener for so long. Uh, I'll be yeah. looking forward to your voicemails on uh, WATP. <laughs> Until Carl stops playing him. Uh, yeah. Once he, once he, uh, if he gets too many from Paco, he'll <laughs> just bump you right off. Yeah. 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 You got to stop Asian hate, man. You got to put me on there. Come on, Carl. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I know your people. But, you know, come on. The best outcome is Andy goes full circle and ends up being uh, on the creep off. As a killer? Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is like a podcast hitman situation. You know, don't, don't spoil the ending, okay? <laughs> that would be really funny if, if the creep off ended up with another contributor yes. who is also yeah. a murderer or a rapist. You'd be a rapist, too. Yeah, yeah, I could be a rapist. Yeah, I could do that. The voice for the show, thing. man. <laughs> oh. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Catch you guys next week. Do you guys kill Todd or what?